been the Animated Series Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Gene. No! An X-Men the Animated Series Podcast. I am your first co-host, Sarah Musak. And I am your second co-host, Sonia Nam. I'm third co-host, Drew Kunis. Yes! Welcome back to the show, Sonia and Drew. We just realized before we started recording that this is the first time that the three of us have been together as a trio. So this is very exciting, as you are two of my funniest friends. So I'm glad. Thank you for being here. So we're on season four, episode 15 in real deep, Lotus and Steel. And we I mentioned before, you know, we started recording just to pull back the curtain. I feel like this, this was a little bonkers. So I'm excited about it. We've got this episode and next episode almost entirely focused on Wolverine. It's good stuff. So should we dive in? Is there any anything you all want to, to get in before we hit scene one i guess we'll start with the title lotus and steel Mm. lotus is a very soft flower Mm. and uh, steel is a very hard material so maybe that will kind of clue us in as to like how the episode is going to be yes absolutely and also that we might be headed to uh to asia Right where Ooh. where the where I, I believe the the lotuses I know the lotuses are obviously a part of um, Hinduism but I presume Buddhist. the lotus is prominent in other places as well. Am I wrong? I have no idea. I've, no, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm an ignorant American. Maybe. Yeah, so, oh. hey, but but knowing knowing that Wolverine is involved in this, we we sort of know that we're going to Japan. Uh, just if you're an X Men fan, you know that's a part of his history. So maybe I was already reading too much into it, like Lotus and Steel, like oh. Oh, we're going to Japan. Yeah, this is this is new to me. I didn't know that he was a Japanophile. Oh, he uh, super so, is. Yeah, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a cool episode. Um, I learned a lot about Wolverine there. Excellent. I look forward to learning what you learned about Wolverine. So we'll we'll get to, we'll get down to it. So we we open with sort of a a strange therapy session with between Professor X and Wolverine. And the reason I say it's strange is Professor X is just asking him questions, and he could just find out the answers to those questions by asking Wolverine to open his mind to him. But although I know Wolverine's mind is kind of a dicey place for telepaths anyway, but he's just straight up answering or sorry, he's just straight up asking questions. What is it you fear? And Wolverine comes back with myself. It's like, I don't know who I am anymore. And then and the yeah, Drew, go ahead. This therapy session, it's like it's happening in like a gigantic library while there's like a thunderstorm happening outside, <laughs> and then the lights are on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I feel like, like all the uh, episodes do pack a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh! You know, not only the stories, dialogue, but everything visual too. Everything has to be crammed in there, like the ominousness, music, everything. So yeah, why not yeah. have a thunderstorm happening in a big, huge library mood. A, during a therapy session? Yeah. We we got to get this inter- mood. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that Professor X in his I, I'm assuming company provided therapy sessions that are mandatory for all his employees um, <laughs> isn't ta- he like isn't taking notes you know he's just he's just asking <laughs> just asking i love the idea that he's like that he's like i am the head of this company i am also its therapist which i mean seems about as healthy as professor x and the x-men kind of are so no complain right. about your boss it's safe here <laughs> tell me anything you think about your boss <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like this is this is a meeting. This is your one on one, your weekly one on one with your boss, but it's also your skip level meeting. There's no one above me. <laughs> oh my god. So, so um yeah, so then he rolls into he says like what's your greatest fear or something and he rolls into this memory, right? And I, I didn't recognize what these memories were, but he said, like, was it Proteus? And then he showed this scene that was really traumatic to me at mm-hmm. least. It showed like Oh yeah. It, it, that, okay. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick, because that was my first thought. So uh, recently in this season, we had Proteus parts one and two, and Wolverine was severely traumatized because Proteus liquefies him, like totally takes everything that he's certain of, which is really like his body and his heightened senses and just strips him of them. And in the episode, Wolverine actually runs away from fights like Wolverine is like effing scared. And so that was my first thought, too. Like, maybe you're not oh, doing wow. okay because you got liquefied recently, which is fair, right? <laughs> but he's like, no, I worked through that. <laughs> and to Sophie's <laughs> point, it's like, let's just get, let's just get, like, high-density narration. Is a Proteus? No, definitely not work through it. Work through it off, off camera. And so now we're on to something else. <laughs> and I actually... Um, yeah. The uh, acting, the, the voice acting of Wolverine, like... For me, I, for a quick second, I thought, did they change voice actors? Because his voice was very soft and very, you know, um, I want to say, yeah, it, it's not the typical gruff Wolverine mm. that we used to hearing. So, like, well, maybe this is just a testament to the actor, but his voice changed. And I was just like, wait, is that is that the same Wolverine voice actor? I don't know. Do you think? And it, it, it was like that during out, throughout the episode. And I was like, oh. Well, I wonder what his real voice is like. I know that I think it's Kale Dodd is the voice actor, and he is a trained jazz singer. He has albums, and um, I mean, it could just be a testament to his vocal flexibility, or maybe he was sick. I have no idea. But did you do you think, Sonia, that this is in reference to Lotus? Do you think this is the the softer side of Wolverine? Oh, maybe. Oh, I did not even think of that. Maybe Sarah. So this is basically in this scene, we just get flashback upon flashback. It's like um, Professor X bumps the memory and Wolverine spikes the memory. So next, Professor X asks, did the revelation of your Weapon X brainwashing distress you? And my my notes say, what kind of question is this? If somebody finds out, like, they've totally been brainwashed. Like, maybe, maybe. And so we get a second flashback with Wolverine in his underwear, wearing the headgear, um, and... You know, just straight out, straight out of Weapon X. Now, Drew, did you remember that, or was that new for you as well? I think I saw that in one of the movies, and like I know that he was like somewhere cold, and he was like in some sort of lab, and they like gave him like the adamantium, and it was like really traumatic, and maybe government funded, and like shadowopsy, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. has like partial memories and stuff like that, and it makes him really angsty. Correct, and that's a really nice summary. If someone were to be like, "Can you describe Wolverine in five seconds or less?" I feel like you just won. <laughs> I'm sorry, we don't have prizes, but you win. Congratulations! <laughs> uh, yeah, Wolverine. So Wolverine straight up says, "I got a lot of memories. So what if a few of them ain't real?" And then we get a flashback that I hadn't seen before. So, and this is going to show up prominently in the next episode, Weapon X Lies and Videotape as well. So we see that he's in love with Silver Fox, who is an indigenous woman. I'm guessing presumably from Canada, but who's to say? And then Sabretooth takes her away and kills her. Well, actually, we don't know if he kills her. He, like, takes her away. In the comics, he straight up kills her, but this is 
Saturday morning. And we see that it's a birthday and Sabretooth steals this frosting from the cake. And there's a line that I'm like, I can't believe this is Saturday morning when Sabretooth says, what's wrong, punk? Can't take care of your woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a very confusing scene. And I think we see we see it expanded a little bit more later. But yeah, I agree. Also, okay, there was a birthday cake, right? Yes. How many candles would be on that birthday cake <laughs> if it's for Wolverine? <laughs> right, like 90, maybe? Yeah. Like 90. A lot of candles. Yeah. A yeah, few. don't put that in a wood cabin. <laughs> Do you think they had to do the thing where it's like, uh, like every candle represents seven years? Sorry, buddy. That's as many as like is in the pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you ever had to do that thing where like, uh, I, I did like volunteer EMT at high school. And if you want to see if someone had like a brain injury, you ask them to count backwards from 100 by seven. Um, oh. I, I can't do that. I was a math major. I like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I could, but I wouldn't enjoy it. And it would like it wouldn't be easy. Like they probably would think I had a brain injury. Right. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Careful out there, guys. Oh yeah. So then the professor goes super deep. He asks, is it about Gene? Which I think is really that I don't know. I don't get the impression they're buddy buddy. And so I feel like that's a little bit of a violation. And then we get the flashback to uh, the season premiere of season two Wolverine in a tux fighting Cyclops robots on Gene and Cyclops's wedding day. And my favorite, one of my favorite moments in that episode is Gene is at the altar with Scott. And she, Wolverine is obviously supposed to be there. He's in a tux. And she senses him and she's like, Wolverine or Logan, I forget which and then she just ignores it like and gets married so it's like oh man that's uh tough times tough times logan oh my god um yeah right in, in, in this flashback he says something or like he's like trying to get her to stay for something and, and she goes cyclops is waiting for me and then he really mm. sadly goes so am i Mm-hmm. That's from yeah. uh, Captive Hearts, pro- arguably my all-time favorite episode. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> oh, it's the one, the, the meme one with Wolverine in the bed touching the picture of Cyclops and Jean Grey. Ah! Just so sad, <laughs> so sad. So Wolverine says, "No, she's happy. I love her enough to want her to stay that way." And it's like you're a better man than Cyclops. We sort of always knew that, but now we really know it. So, um. Yeah, basically Wolverine, the, the conclusion we come to at the end of this scene is that the Professor X and in the X-Men gave Wolverine a reason to fight uh, and, or back off, and it's not there anymore. And he's really upset because he, like, he, as he put it, I wanted to waste a kid today. And we get a oh, yeah. weird flashback where this poor teenager cuts off Wolverine in traffic. Wolverine gets out of his Jeep, rips the door off of the car and is is going to waste him as he said with his claws wolverine tries to stop him and then he'd like or sorry jubilee tries to stop him and then he throws jubilee off it's like i kind of get it there's some scary stuff yeah there the mansion is in new york right it's it's in westchester yeah it's in westchester yeah traffic Traffic can be really <laughs> uncomfortable in the greater New York area. Well, that's two- that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it gets it gets kind of dark. He says, "You know, I didn't care, Professor. Even animals care about each other. See, Telly knows. Even animals care about each other." <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. 
Now, that I thought was a little weird because I feel like if there's one thing that I don't think about animals, with with exceptions, right, it's that, like, animals are they're kind of self-interested. Like, there aren't that many, like, socially altruistic animals, right? Like, humans are, like, top of the pyramid there. Dogs mm-hmm. are, even, like, even a little better than humans, right? But, like, mm-hmm. if there's one thing that I think about animals, it's that they're, like they're like genetic reproducing machines, right? They're like kind of self-interested. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Have you ever had a cat? Uh, (laughs) I haven't had a cat. I guess I was thinking about animals that are like related to each other. And so I think I was thinking more of like a family unit where it's like a parent will definitely, you know, protect the child or what have you. But, or or I even think, but to your point, Drew, about the pyramid, you've got gorillas who I know at least once, not all the time, but I remember there was an incident in the news where a little boy fell into the gorilla enclosure and was unconscious and the gorilla picked him up and like delivered him back to the people. I mean, maybe it was just that he didn't want a human in his gorilla enclosure, which is fair, but um, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's basically, it feels like the closer animals are to humans, the more we recognize them as being altruistic. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, have you ever seen a gif of Gibbons hugging? It's really cute. Oh, I bet it is really cute. Have you seen the picture of the Gibbon that he took a selfie and it looks like he's smiling? Oh, no, I love that. I know. But there, uh, there, was a, there, there was a case where some photographer set out a camera, and this is such a tangent, set out a camera yeah. and uh, like uh, an it ape took a picture one. of itself. It's that, that one? one. Yeah. And, yeah. And the photographer couldn't get copyright for it? Mm-hmm. Because the Gibbon took the picture. Yep. 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 No, right. I, that's All one right. of my favorites. I think I love that one because he bares his teeth in this like really awkward smile and it does look like he's trying to take <laughs> so a selfie. Given, I have a question. So the given was con- considered like um, having rights and that's the reason why yeah. the photographer could Well, it's coming up right now because with AI art, the copyright law, it has to be created by a a human that's like the way copyright law is written so the the precedent for this gibbon selfie case is coming up um for cases about ai art oh i did not know that actually i wonder I if he's not a gibbon anyway it doesn't matter but if you if you I, i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt hey oh if you, if you uh google Given selfie or monkey selfie, it will be the first image in Google search. So enjoy that, oh. friends. It is a gem. Yeah. Anyway, so Wolverine. Anyway, at the end of this, Wolverine yeah. announces that there's one place I might be able to get it back. I'm going to Japan. I'm leaving the X Men. And Professor X looks so shocked and sad, which is funny for a telepath. Like, where did he think this conversation was going? But he is devastated. <laughs> Commercial. Mm-hmm. All right, we come back from commercial. There's a cab at the X Mansion. Logan is packing up. His room is mostly weights. Yeah, which I definitely, based yeah, on the right. level of fitness of the X Men, I assume there's like a gym, and that he just is like, I don't want to work out with other people. Yeah, that's that checks out. I think that's true, yeah. and I think he also right. doesn't like, want to share. Like he doesn't want Gambit touching his weights. They're his weights. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I, I, I feel like I could see a lot of confrontations and tension stemming from that, right? Being like, you've been on, like, you've been on the leg press for, and you're just on your phone. <laughs> you've been on it for like five minutes. Let me work in. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Gambit would be the worst offender there. Yeah, he would like most not want Gambit to be on the same weight machine as him. So, I mean, it makes sense. Get your own set. 
So it may be while we're talking about Professor Xavier as an employer, maybe there's a fitness stipend. <laughs> like maybe Wolverine used however hundred many dollars he yeah. gets from Professor well, X. That's a great question because then, then the next scene that we see, he's flying on a plane. He lands in Japan, right? And I was wondering, I was like, this seems like an expensive flight. You know, like, do, mm. do they get paid? Do you think the X-Men get paid? Do they get paid in dollars or like X-Bucks? <laughs> It's like Xbox, and then you can convert it when you have to leave. There's like there's like a mansion store, and you can buy candy and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. That before you nice. leave, you hand your meal card out to someone. You're like, there's still six meals on it. <laughs> have it. Like... You know, this really actually begs the question of how does how do the X how does Xavier make money uh, with the superhero team? I mean. I'm guessing. Yeah, like is is he is he making money off of the interests of his investments, and that's how he's funding this team, or what? Because uh, I think in another episode, Sarah, we talked about um, you know collateral damage. Yeah, something like that. You know who funds that? Who insures superhero damage? I okay, mean, I, I have a fan theory. I'm going to put forward. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. I think that there's another X-Men and his name is Charging Bull and he has stock market powers to make any stock rally and mm. we don't see him because <laughs> it's not fun to watch, right? But like that's that's what I think it is. I love it. Validated. I yes, we're gonna say that. We're gonna say that. Um I think that well, Professor Xavier, like so many, is independently wealthy. I'm sure he has investments. I'm sure that mansion keeps accruing in value but i'm also guessing that he has grants because he is supposed to be like the martin luther king jr of mutants <laughs> like i'm sure he like oversees some foundations that he's or so or research i know he's supposed to be a doctor i rarely see him doing any doctor work though well maybe yeah. he gets money from the boarding school his gifted students i guess oh that's know? true that's true yeah, oh yeah yeah and, and it's like there there's like a mix of like gifted students and rich students and the rich students are the ones that fund it and they get to go there and be like yeah no i have super and they just all play along like they have superpowers they're like yeah wow you totally did read my mind it was the ace of spades great job mm. timmy warbucks like yeah keep keep having your dad pay <laughs> or or do you think that they don't even know like they just think they're at an elite boarding school and like the telepathy is like they're just like so what's the word i'm looking for right there's just such a divide that they don't they have no idea uh segregated <laughs> like they're so say they're they like they he segregated the students there's one half that's superpowers there's one half that's just like rich kids and they're like we thought this was going to be cool we heard a rumor there were people with super powers but it's just other rich kids yeah <laughs> that's so that, funny that's a good theory i really like that theory very much i hope that's that's yeah. what's up and also i feel like that would also play into professor x's love of just like power and him always being like i never use my powers against people's will and it's like i think you do so yeah and he's like also everyone go to bard college it's the best <laughs> oh yeah wait you right Oh, man. Oh, just real quick before we get on the plane with Logan. So on his way out, he stops in the mirror and oh, yeah. we, and uh, the reflection looks back at him and it's Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner, who we met in the episode Nightcrawler. And he says, open your heart, Air Logan. Would it hurt so much to see the world through different eyes? And then he goes, wish I could, pal. And then it turns into Sabretooth doing his awful Sabretooth laugh. And then Wolverine slices the mirror apart. He has a lot going on inside yeah <laughs> and the scenes are so fast like as soon as he rips apart that mirror jubilee comes running in 
So I'm just like, there's not even a, like a second before, no. <laughs> like a rest period before something else happens. So these, these episodes are just like, like it's just like oh so crammed like so many things are happening at one time so dense it is it it is a density of narration not seen elsewhere yeah so this this felt like someone want sorry yeah uh it felt like the author of this episode wanted to write a movie and wanted to write a different movie and then what they had was a a 22 minute x-men episode (laughs) it's like so what we can offer you is the same 20 minutes that you always get yeah and so yeah so wolverine wolverine i keep saying wolverine when i mean jubilee i'm so sorry jubilee uh, comes in she is so sad your taxi's here why do you have to leave and then he explains it again which is actually unusual right Sonia because things move at such a clip that whenever we repeat ourselves it's just like why are we even doing this keep moving at breakneck speed and he basically says right now I'm not fit to be one of the X-Men Oh, man. So then we hit the plane. And then we know we're going to Japan because we get atonal music. We get a village on the coast. We know. We, we know, we know that we, we are yeah. headed to, to Japan. And Wolverine says, there's a place I was happy once. A simple world where I knew how to live. Maybe I can find what I'm looking for there. Oh, man, so much acting. There is, so he heads for a monastery. They're doing manual construction. There's a super old monk who comes to greet Logan San. And uh, they do the whole thing that we do in improv, right? How many years have passed? I've been expecting your return. Right? Uh, Got to show that they know each other already. And we found find out that his name is Master Oku, and Master Oku will have a role to play in this episode. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, have you ever? I, I actually was thinking about what Logan did, where he was like, I, "Look, I'm, I, I'm in a very bad mood right now. <laughs> I need to separate myself from my friends because." I, uh, I I want to be my best around them, right? Mm-hmm. So I definitely like. Do you ever do that? I did that earlier this week with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like didn't get a good night's sleep, and I texted him. I was like, like you need to stay out of town tonight. Mm-hmm. It's it's no good for you here. <laughs> like, yep. I have learned. Yeah. I mean, it seems it seems obvious. I mean, I'm an only child, so for me, like alone time is like a semi natural <laughs> state. Oh, um, yeah. But also, like I have learned that I am not always a gift, and that maybe oh. if I don't feel like going to a party, I shouldn't go to the party because I might hate it and then be that person at a party. So to answer your mm. question, Drew, oh, a hundred percent. Good. Well, I'm happy that we relate to what he's going through in this episode. One of the things I identified with most is one of my dear friends from high school. She and her husband, he, um, he was supposed to travel for work and she was really excited about him like being gone for a long weekend and the trip got canceled and she was like, no. I don't care where you go. <laughs> like you just need to be not at home because I've been looking forward to this. And I think they worked around it somehow, but I'm like, I can understand how you would feel that way. If you oh think you can get your own space and then you don't because somebody's just right there. Yeah. <laughs> how about oh you, Sonia? I feel like Sonia, I get the impression you're more of an extrovert. Is that true? No. Really? Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm an actor. I oh. like to act like I'm an extrovert, but to be quite honest, uh, I know, you know, the pandemic didn't happen too too far long ago. 
uh, and we were all stuck inside. I absolutely loved it. No, just kidding. Um, I did like it, actually, even though it took longer for us to get back into the groove of things. Uh, I did miss being around people. I did miss being around uh, living things, which is why I adopted a, do- a dog. Yes. Uh, towards the yeah. end. But uh, I totally understand that sometimes you just need to get away from people. Yeah. Um, and just be by yourself for a little bit. Yeah, solitude. It's great. To yeah, a point. Especially if it's in rural Japan. But in rural Japan, which looks beautiful. So Wolverine just asks, mind if I pick up where I left off? And he just like runs off to help. And uh, yeah. yeah, we get some, some stereotype dialogue. But Mr. Oku seems like a good guy. And he says it would be an honor. Right? And then he says, perhaps building a temple will aid you in rebuilding your soul, which I think adds a level of stakes to what's going on, even beyond yeah. what I anticipated. I mean, thinking about it from another perspective, that is a fantastic way to get free labor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this basically, isn't that basically what they've always done? It's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to rebuild your soul. This edifice is, uh, is a metaphor for you. Better work hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cleaning my apartment will rebuild your soul. <laughs> oh, they speak yeah. cleaning apartments. My mom says something that I love, which she, she I'll ask her how she is. She's like, I've created the illusion of order in my life. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I get that big time. Oh, my God. Now, I looked into uh, the setting a little bit. So this is Japan in the early 1990s, right? So uh, yeah. I, I was in exchange in Japan for like a summer in high school. Uh, my boyfriend like lived there for a second. I think we're doing some like world bank stuff and so it was actually a pretty interesting time so in 1989 there was like this huge economic bubble in japan right and at that time real estate in central tokyo it was guess how much it was per square foot if you want to buy one square foot of land in central tokyo uh 400 million dollars that's my guess (laughs) (laughs) you know you're not far off it was 139 thousand dollars per square foot Ooh, dang. Yeah. That's enough that if you put down a $100 bill, the land under it would be worth more than the $100 bill. It was 350 times more than Manhattan. Holy crap. That's a lot. Yeah. So during during this time period, it kind of, I think it seemed to like a lot of people in the world, like Japan was going to be like culturally dominant over the next future. So I think like I, my read of this episode was that they were doing it there to be like, like it felt like this cool new like cresting wave that was happening right yeah yeah no i think i think you're probably correct and i'm trying to think what year i feel like maybe wolverine we'll have to look up when wolverine first went to japan because i also think that there's kind of a like white man meets eastern meditation vibe with like his stories you know but i mean oh yeah i'm I'm here for it a little bit like i enjoy wolverine's adventures in asia so yeah. i do want to say i do want to say maybe this might be like inappropriate but i felt like the animators did a good job with making <laughs> wolverine the same height as everybody else <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because you know how tall Wolverine—he's—he's he's a short guy. He's a short guy. And uh, well, by American standards, but in Japan, he's probably average height. That's entirely possible. Wolverine is supposed to be my height. He's supposed to be five two. How how tall are you, yeah. Sonia? Five five two. Yes. I, I shrunk. I got older, but so I shrunk. So now I'm five. <laughs> oh my god, Drew, you're a giant. Oh man, I'm a giant. I'm, 
<laughs> I, I'm 5'10", but I have the body of someone who's 5'9". I have this crazy long neck. <laughs> the extra <laughs> inches in the neck. Is that what you're what, telling what? us? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very handy. Um, one time I twisted my neck and I had to get like a cervical collar to like hold my head in place. And oh, I went man. all around New York for like medical supply shop to medical supply shop. They literally don't sell them in my size. I had to get two small ones and stack them. Oh my god. Stop it. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, that's the funniest thing I've ever I'm glad they were able to accommodate no you there, Drew. That's good. How's, how's your neck these days? It's great. I can turn left and right. Yes. Oh, what more can you ask for? Very, I'm sorry. That was very funny to me. Uh, the visual of it is just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. So we see this village. It's it's like a coastal fishing village in Japan. It's always Mm -hmm. sunset. Like the weather seems great, right? The weather like the people are friendly. We've got electronic, quote unquote, Japanese music. Maybe it is. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This is an area of ignorance for me. But what I do know, I'm not ignorant about, is how often Wolverine is shirtless in this episode. So we get shirtless Logan meditates uh, at at sunrise. Uh, during the daytime, shirtless Logan moves racks for the construction. Mealtime, he puts out a robe and drinks his tea. Sunset, there's a guy who hits a big bell with a battering ram and shirtless Logan. It's time to go home for the day. And it's my thought was, it's so idyllic. What could go wrong, right? Yeah. Now, what does he speak Japanese? I, I wasn't sure what uh, language we were supposed to understand all the dialogue was being spoken in. Probably Japanese. He was probably speaking that. Yeah. But okay. it wasn't. It wasn't shown because I know in the comics they had in the in the word mm-hmm. bubbles they either have like uh, parentheses or they'll make the word bubble like a red word bubble, and then you'll have a little asterisk mm-hmm. on the bottom by the editor saying, oh, this is being translated from, you know, Japanese mm-hmm. or whatever space language uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that's been spoken or whatever, whatnot, yeah. Oh, yep. cool. That's elegant. Yeah, I always it liked is, they, they did didn't that. do that here in this uh, cartoon. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't adapt to the elegance. Here. They trust us We're a lot. They trust us a lot, but apparently not enough with like subtitles where like we get yeah. full on but i suppose i don't know it might be difficult for the canadian voice actors depending on what languages they speak so yeah and also i mean like kids were we're adults but we were once kids watching this right and like like kids might have trouble reading that quickly mm, yeah fair especially with the density of narration we do we stop yeah. for no one this train <laughs> is going let me let me take that back i don't think i think they were all speaking english uh, because at times, I believe um, Wolverine was speaking Japanese. Yeah, he peppered in some words he peppered here. In, exactly, mm-hmm. he peppered in some Japanese. So I think they were all speaking English at that time. Except, except when they were speaking to Jubilee, but that's... Does it, no, we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So what we so, find out is... Oh, sorry, Drew, go ahead. No, I was going to do the same thing you were. Great. So Mr. Oku tells Logan he has to stop working. The villagers are preparing a feast and it would dishonor them to keep them waiting. So Logan puts a shirt on and goes down to the village. And we get this weird line where Wolverine says they don't seem too friendly. What? Did I step on a duck? And I didn't understand what that was about at all. Me neither. Me neither. I wrote that down as a quote too. And maybe in that part of Japan, in that 
in that uh, village, they revered ducks. I hope that that's I, an I, idiom. Like, I hope I, it's like, what did I step on a duck is like just a thing that like when something maybe. seems awkward. I, I know. I know what it refers to. And I oh, you do. Yeah. And, but I really I strongly prefer your theory. Um, it, it means it, he's, he's saying, did I fart loudly and make a oh. quack like sound? Oh, thank you, Drew. You know what? I'm giving I'm giving some kudos to these writers more and more because you know what? That's some that's some good research that you have to do to say that. Okay, <laughs> nicely done. No, Drew, did you know that, or did you look that up? Did you just know that? I I, I knew that. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. So, uh, Master Oku introduces Logan to Yoshida-san, the village elder, and he is like super old man voice while we're talking about uh, voice actors. It's like, oh, you don't even look that old, but your voice is so old. And we get a really like backhanded welcome from him. He says, if Master Oku has welcomed you, we can do no less. And my thought was like, oh, like that's, mm. oh, but he's got a hot daughter. Maybe that's why he's not pleased. He's got a hot daughter named Kisara. Kisara. Yeah. yeah. And the music changes. I think she's the Lotus. She's going to bring him inside when a motorcycle roars up and it's her brother Soichi. And she explains he has a wild spirit. And then Wolverine says, that- my condolences. <laughs> that was the funniest way to introduce someone this is my brother soichi he has a wild spirit is that how you would introduce someone no how i would introduce uh my brother would be like here's the asshole (laughs) are you yeah are you older or younger sonia i'm older you're older okay okay Yeah, I'm trying to think if I thought someone had a wild spirit, how would I say it? Um, I feel like usually it would just be like they they're their own person. They're like they're like, I, how would I say that? Right. Like, it's just like they they do. They do what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, uh, their dad, Yoshida-san, is super pissed at his son because he's supposed to be in the fishing fleet, but he was training to fight their enemies. And then Logan almost gets involved. He, like, grabs him and says, so, show some respect for your elders, kid. Which, See? Asshole. Right. No, but it's pretty rich coming from Wolverine also that he's True. like, show some respect. Uh, and But the kid tells him off, and Logan backs down because Soichi's like, mind your own business. And Logan's like, that is why I came here, <laughs> to mind my own business business so okay but the important thing that oh and mr oku says it is often the braver man who chooses not to fight which is appropriate for this but i had so when i watched this episode i just watched the movie unforgiven the night before and it's like "Mm, not an unforgiven it's not the braver man who chooses not to fight oh man that's a whole nother (laughs) podcast But then we get oh. the montage. Then we get the montage of Jubilee. So Jubilee is haphazardly flying a mini jet out of the hangar. We get a voiceover of her explaining to Professor X that she took a look at Wolverine's personal files and thinks she knows where he's gone. And she says, I have to try to help him or I'd never forgive myself. Meanwhile, Logan's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. And the, the other X-Men are like, great, go do something elsewhere don't don't mess up our stuff for a second we love yeah go this is your this this is your mission here's your badge yeah jubilee get out of the weight room we've got (laughs) i'm trying to do laps here 
Yeah, exactly. You can't use an elliptical in a trench coat. It's not, it doesn't work well. <laughs> I would pay to see that. <laughs> so yeah, so Logan's doing okay, but Jubilee doesn't know that. Master Oku sends him to get some wood and uh, apparently doesn't know about his claws. That, that's that's fine. He's going to find out later. And so Logan's out in the woods yelling timber as he like cuts down trees. First of all, do the Japanese understand timber? I don't know, but he's <laughs> it's a Canadian thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe he was yelling it in Japanese. That could be asterisk translated from the Japanese. I have no idea. Um, but who appears out of thin air, but the silver samurai. Samurai. Yes. Um, and like, there's a weird introduction. He's like, I am the silver samurai. And Logan is like, I'm Logan and I'm cutting trees. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel and I like, have a wild spirit. I have a wild spirit. I feel like that, like Logan was put on the spot. Like you say your name and one fun fact about you. <laughs> <laughs> the Silver Samurai. He seems like he's bad news, right? Like That's he's correct. He, yes. yeah. Silver he's wearing Samurai like is bad news. He's wearing like like chrome armor, and then he has this like kind of like red. At like six pointed X thing with like a red like dot in the, the center. Sun, that we, I think right? it's such a it's device. The, the oh. oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, got it. But uh, he wasn't acting like any samurai I ever read about or heard about. No, he was doing anti samurai moves. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I, I don't know what kind of samurai. Well, I mean, he's a silver samurai. I guess that's a special division. Yes, uh, he's silver, but I don't know if he was necessarily samurai. And silver samurai here is actually kind of a uh, a random dude so what they did in the animated series is they they combined uh mariko yoshida who was wolverine's lotus love original lotus love i should say and uh what's her name yuriko oyama lady Deathstrike, and originally silver samurai was the brother of mariko yoshida and part of wolverine's big trip to japan and the original wolverine limited series was facing off with was that was that with uh, kitty pride or i think so yeah that's it that sounds right that sounds right to me yeah now the silver samurai's whole purpose as i think we learned in the next scene is he extorts money from villages right Correct. and he goes Which like anti-samurai behavior Yep. So you just said that, like, I think it's really weird. Like, all right, so imagine there's like a bandit or a racketeer in the U.S. who Mm -hmm. wears like an American flag on their chest. Like, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, I'm I'm really patriotic Mm -hmm. and I do bad things for the country. (laughs) Yep. I think, I think, yep, you nailed it. Nailed it. And then we get, we get some weird. So Silver Samurai leaves and Wolverine says, somehow I don't think he's local. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what? Like, suddenly we're on a sitcom. But yeah, uh, Silver Samurai warns the Gaijin, like, stay out of it. And uh, we, we all see the collision course that's coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, yeah we World, do. War, World War II, right? Oh, that, yes. That's uh, we. Yep, you got nailed it. <laughs> this, this can't okay. end well for anyone. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Back in the village, a gang of motorcycle thugs working for the Silver Samurai arrived demanding the tribute they owe. 
the Yashid is like, it's been a bad year. We can barely feed ourselves. And the guy is like so cruel. He says, Silver Samurai cannot eat your apologies. First of all, the idea that Silver Samurai is extorting money to eat. I don't think that's that's uh, what's going on. I think he's replenishing that chrome armor and his like teleportation button. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was weird. So I looked this up a little bit. So the um, uh, there, there's like this bike ring, right? And they're extorting. So the do you know what the Yakuza are? Yeah, the um, they're the big mafia, right? They're the ones who yeah. like Japanese you have to cut mafia, off yeah. one of your own fingers. I don't know if that's true. I just heard that they have to cut off oh, one of your own fingers. That sounds John Wicky to me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, doesn't does John Wick fight the Yakuza? I thought he does. Anyway, I've never he seen did, a John Wick but, movie. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Spoiler alert: He does lose a finger. Oh, okay. Um, so, so weirdly, like the Yakuza, although stuff they do is illegal in Japan, the Yakuza itself is not illegal in Japan, or at least it like wasn't in the nineties. Hmm. So there were like head. There were like headquarters and people would know like that's the Yakuza headquarters building and he would like have a sign out front that said like Yakuza headquarters. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, they had like uh in nineteen ninety one they had like sixty thousand members. Dang. Um, yeah. anyway, uh thank you for the facts. And uh, Logan, Logan returns with, <laughs> I wrote back, uh, Wolverine, I wrote back, Logan comes back with his wood, and then I put in parentheses, nice, and uh, sees, <laughs> sees the temple burning. And um, Oh my god, did you know, did you see how many logs he was carrying? These are full-size logs, probably eight feet long. Mm -hmm. He was carrying five of them in one arm. <laughs> five. Oh man, those weights, this way he's got his own personal weight set. He's got to he's yeah. like, I gotta be able to carry carry that wood i guess with that. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway there's a, the the temple's on fire because off screen the motorcycle guys lit it on fire uh kisara tells him that uh master oku is trapped inside he runs into the burning building and he finds master oku just like meditating but he saves him so all right great job In meditating case, through yeah. a fire like this guy uh, I, maybe he was doing uh, relation Oh yeah, that. yeah. He's like he's like free Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Either that, or I think about like I don't know, because I'm not as as familiar. But I think of like all the old like Catholic saints that were like burned at the stake, and they were like, yeah, they were like super peaceful as they went to the end of their lives. It's like were they? But I bet some of them were. I feel like numbers wise, probably at least one of them was. So maybe he was just transcending his physical body and is like, this is what's happening. But he could have, I don't know. There's Wolverine saved him. He was meditating. Wolverine <laughs> saved him. This is the information we have. <laughs> um, so then after that, right, uh, uh, he has a little scene with Kasara where yeah. she gives him like a little pep talk to be like, don't fight back. No worldly possessions are worth your life or something, right? Yeah, he like gets tormented. So, um, well, even before like there's a commercial break before that, and he like raises up his fists and says, "It never ends," because the violence yeah. follows him everywhere. So yeah, the temple yeah. is still burning. Logan's on the beach. Kisada says that. So oh yeah, because she's like at first trying to convince him, right? So Ichi is training the villagers to defend themselves, and she wants Wolverine to help. And he's like, "I came to find myself, not to fight." And he, she's like, 
Master Oku would say that inner peace is not avoiding conflict, but from serving your true nature, which made me think that she's got his number a little bit. She also says the thing about like violence, but she's like, you got to serve your inner nature, man. And I mean, he does. Right. Yeah. Oh, then one of my favorite slash mo- the, the cringiest moment, uh, <laughs> the none more American <laughs> Jubilee <laughs> arrives in Japan and she is pulling the say it loud, say it slowly <laughs> version of speaking a foreign language uh, to this poor monk who probably does speak English and is probably just messing with her. She's like, Wolverine, he used to hang out here with an Oku guy. <laughs> the monk just like, yeah. shakes his head um, and I, I just wrote that I'm sure shaking his head was really satisfying for him because it's just like <laughs> sorry yeah um, no abel yes. English uh, yeah she's like showing this photo of like Wolverine around and it's like how did I wonder how she like got there because it's like it's not like an urban place I mean she had the mini jet so I think she yeah. just landed oh, where yeah. she wanted Oh, just broke an international law or two? Cool. Oh, yeah. Beans. Well, remember when they parked a mini jet on the mall in Washington, D.C.? They've got wild spirits. They go where they want. <laughs> Does Jubilee have like a car driver's license or just a mini jet driver's license? I think just a mini jet driver's license. I'm not sure I've ever seen her drive a car in this series. Oh, okay. I, right. I imagine she'd be a bad driver. That's unfair. Uh, no, but she's a she is a bad mini jet driver, which we see in a variety of episodes, including this one. So you are probably not wrong. <sighs> anyway, Silver Surfer commands his motorcycle gang to destroy the villagers if they try to fight back. He is the worst. Uh, Soichi is giving the equivalent of the unto once more unto the breach, dear friends, speech to rally yeah. the villagers and. Uh, like uh logan shows up and endorses him and has the line either you stand and fight or you'll be kissing their backsides forever <laughs> which i'm sure a variety of kids enjoyed yeah i thought that was a good line um oh. and then we go into a world war ii montage world where... war ii montage right so they're building traps all over the place and i wrote that this is some real endor shit like this is a lot of the traps <laughs> that we see in return of the jedi and i'm here for it battering rams nets although they have balloons Endor did not have balloons yeah. And uh they had balloons that held logs. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Must have been filled with high strength helium. <laughs> Science. Yeah. yeah. Where'd that helium come from? Doesn't matter. They're, Shh, don't ask. They like they, they build a bunch of pits. They um they build a dam, like an entire dam at low tide overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um yeah, they like cut a bunch of logs for sundry purposes and like and like I think Wolverine's getting into it. I, for whatever reason at this point in the episode I was thinking it's like all right, like when was it like it, Wolverine went to go get away from it all and then he ended up like leading this battle or like being mm-hmm. involved in this huge battle, right? And like that's how I feel whenever I go on vacation and I end up being the one that is like figuring out the HDMI cord situation for the TV. <laughs> like, <I'm> like <laughs> You are a reluctant warrior, Drew Kunis. Yeah. <laughs> 
speaking of, Wolverine has a heart-to-heart with Master Oku about what he's going to do on the morrow. And Wolverine says, I want to be like you. I just want to live in peace. But I really love that Master Oku calls him out. Master Oku goes, do you? (laughs) And it's like, "Mm, (laughs) he knows, he knows. And he tells Logan he needs a purpose. And basically that he's a protector. You know, like violence, when you're using violence for protection, they can be used for good. It's like the misuse of violence that's problematic, which we could have a long talk about that. Anyway, that seems to be the philosophy. And he uses Nightcrawler's exact words to remind Logan to see himself through different eyes. Oh, wow. And then, did you notice that Tormented Logan turns around and Master Oku pulls a full Batman and is no longer there, leaving Commissioner Gordon, I mean Wolverine, alone? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, night before the battle, shirtless Logan is having a nightmare. We get all these flashbacks, his love for Yuriko Oyama. Then Yuriko is gone. There's only Deathstrike. Then Sabretooth being terrible. Uh, then Omega Red. Then Nightcrawler saying the different eyes bit again, just in case for you missed it the first two times. <laughs> Logan, see yourself through different eyes. And then he walks along the beach with a fully rendered cartoon crab. I don't know if anyone mentioned that. It's like the cartoonist was probably <laughs> like, we need to make this more interesting put a really detailed crab in there he sees saber two space in his refe- reflection um but then kisara is there with her love and her hotness bringing him back uh anyway morning here come the motorcycle jerks y'all ready for this battle oh it's dope dope all right so yeah it's like full android they're on speeder bikes so like yes unleash the the uh the the logs um they fall into a hole in the ground some of them have fish dropped on them which i have to think is probably unpleasant Mm -hmm. they uh the bikers the bikers are carrying swords and then once the the children of the town drop the fish on them then they break out the guns um i thought that was an interesting now 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 i have been my i have been dishonored yeah for sure um oh yeah the head motorcycle guy is just so pissed um oh yeah the kids lay the balloon trap i've got oh yeah and then who arrives unexpectedly the american (laughs) jubilation lee and then one of my favorite lines in this episode everybody's fighting logan's gotta be here Ha! Like I think I That's found awesome. my friends, uh, and then we get battle part two. So motorcycle jerks. Uh, Suichi throws the head jerk off his bike into the pigsty. Yeah, and then here comes the fight. Right, Logan v Silver yeah. Samurai. This was always coming. Silver Samurai uses. And yeah, sorry, Drew. Go ahead. One thing that I thought was interesting about the biker scene is that so the bikers are getting gradually picked off by the pit traps, by the logs, by the fish, right? And then uh, and we see an animation of them coming into town. Mm. When they, a- after about half of them get picked off, they actually reuse the exact same animation for them completing their journey into town. <laughs> <laughs> With the exact same number of bikers. <laughs> I'm so glad you noticed that. That is 100% a thing they do. And I missed it. And that is beautiful. <laughs> So then, yeah, so Silver Samurai, they're in the town square, and it feels very Western to me. Like, mm, there's like a mm-hmm. showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mano a mano, yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, and so uh, Silver Surfer uh, uses his teleportation powers to hit Logan from behind, but then he tries it a second time, and Logan has learned. He picks up the Silver Samurai by the belt, just using his claws. He disarms him and cuts off his teleportation sun chest thing. And Soichi is apparently very bloodthirsty because he's like, finish him. But Logan basically says in not so many words, nah, I think we're good. <laughs> and like, yeah. uh, that's that's it. That's it. So uh, Wolverine and Jubilee have a reunion. Wolverine is like, what? Like, why are you here? And I want to talk about Jubilee's amazing shoulder pads. Like the detail in her trench coat this time around was on point. And he tells her that her leaving or his leaving. Sorry. He tells her that his leaving had nothing to do with her. Everything's cool. We don't know where Silver Samurai went, but that's fine. We don't care. He's off licking his wounds. The temple's being rebuilt. Suichi thanks him, and so does Kisara. And then he kisses her on the mouth, and no one says anything. Yeah, in front of her dad. <laughs> yeah. Do you think everyone just thought? I feel like I get one F-bomb per episode. Do you think everyone just thought they were fucking? Like, well, yeah. Like, we all see that. I actually had a different read, which was that, like, maybe in japan like the the divisions between like traditional white people greetings aren't exactly the same and they're like oh the french he must be french that's a french yeah just give oh, a kiss yeah. very european he's from canada so you know he has a lot of french influence. oh, that, oh yeah. that must be it logan would hate that because that would make him like gambit but i like that that's the read like i guess he's just doing he's just doing a white guy thing <laughs> yeah did you notice that when um, Wolverine finally saw Jubilee and they, she uh, like and they found each other, he said Jubilee, but he said it in a Japanese accent. He goes Jubilee. Jubilee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it too. I wrote it down somewhere that it was supposed to be Jubilee, uh, and it's like that. Mm, mm. Do you remember her? Do you remember that you lived in the house with her? Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, anyway, that's it. And Jubilee peppers Logan with questions as they walk away from the village, presumably back to the mini jet. So, friends, this has been Lotus and Steel. Fun episode. Adventure in Japan. What, uh, and, and you know we like to give out some awards. So who who wins the Oscar this time? I mean, I have I have some thoughts on this, but... Go, go ahead. Who who is most dramatic this episode? Oh god, uh, that is that is a great question. Um, who was them? I mean, it has to be Wolverine, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel yeah. like Wolverine's best actor, but I would also give Soichi best supporting actor because oh, with his yeah. wild spirit coming through the screen, I feel like the Academy would enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That? Um, yeah, sorry, Drew. Go ahead. No, you're gonna ask who's MVP. I was gonna ask who MVP is. Yes. I I don't have. I mean, I I think Wolverine might be MVP, honestly. Mm. But I, I I really have like an anti MVP here. Like I have an LVP, which is <laughs> least valuable. The, <laughs> which is the government. Like, where's the Japanese government and all of this? Like. Mm. 
That's fair. That's very fair. I would also say that least valuable would also be the head of the motorcycle gang because he yeah. he sucked. Uh, for for MVP, I agree. It probably is Logan. I also think Master Oku brought some good energy. And also, honestly, Jubilee is supposed to only be like 14 or 15. And the fact that she like took a mini jet from Westchester to Japan and like admittedly she was brought big American, big time American, which wasn't super cool, but she did did try to save her friend and i appreciate the i was the gonna thought. say you know what i was gonna give my vote for mvp to jubilee for sure okay. jubilee she, yeah exactly she was looking out for her friend and she saved some people by using her powers yes the bad guy yeah good job good job uh yeah any there i thought there were some good lines in this episode any any favorites friends did anybody mention uh wolverine's line i mean I laughed when I heard this. I'm sorry. Maybe this was inappropriate. But um, he said when uh, Silver Samurai kept on blinking and kept on coming right behind Oh, yeah. Him, he said, this guy likes to come at me from behind. <laughs> and I was just like, happy pride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love that one. I love, uh, and I still love, everybody's fighting. Logan's gotta be here. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yep. I kind of liked it when the bad guys, ins- whenever they insulted the villagers, they did it by calling them peasant in a mean way. Mm, <laughs> They're like, peasant, yes. you'll pay dearly for this. <laughs> I, I almost feel like it's like Japanese that got translated back to English, like it actually means something. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. That, like we don't know. And they're just like, the clo- like, like it's the all been dubbed. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the writer did do that. They, they wrote it in English, ja- translated into Japanese, and then translated back into English. Yeah, yeah. and well, peasant I... must be a really terrible thing in Japan. I don't know. That could be. Yeah, I, I really loved know. watching this. Um, this the the last samurai with you today. <laughs> it was a great movie, right? I mean, Tom Cruise is shorter than you think. He always is. Tom Cruise could play Wolverine. He's the same height as him. He so. could. He could. Yeah. I mean, and he is willing to go to agree. He also thinks he's like um, invincible. So there, there you go. <laughs> they're, they're both in he's, cults. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Everyone uh... says seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, thank you for joining for this episode of Gino and X-Men, the animated series podcast. Do either of you have stuff you want to promote? Shows? Instagram accounts? Anything fun? Uh, you can follow me on at Drew Kunis, uh, K-U-N-A-S, on Instagram. Yes. Sonia? Uh, I do improv at Magnet Theater and at The Tank with the Armory Comedy. So uh, please check us out. Yeah, do it. Do it, do it. Um, you can find me at sarahmusic.com or on Instagram at musical theater, M-U-C-E-K. And uh, yeah, you can follow this podcast on Instagram or Facebook at gene-no with four O's. We will see you, hear you next time for Weapon X Lies and Videotape. Hope you love Wolverine because there's a lot more coming. Gene, no! X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. 